What's up, sober family? Welcome to I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye, the podcast for newly sober people learning to love ourselves instead of booze. Setting goals that I knew I could accomplish. Because once you start accomplishing those goals, you're like, okay, I can do the next thing. I can do the next hard thing or the next step up. But part of it is mentally just acknowledging like, I am who I am now and I'm not broken. You know, I'm not a broken person. I am a whole person as I am now. And this is where I'm gonna start today. This is what I'm doing today. On this episode, Al and I are honored to have Katie Zorns joining us from Missouri, where she lives with her husband and a lot of animals on their beautiful 40 acre homestead. Katie is a self-described plus size triathlete and aspiring farmer. And if you need some inspiration for your sober journey, then I'm willing to bet you're gonna get it on this final episode of season two. I'm your host, Dana Kroll. I'm a former army chaplain who developed a toxic relationship with alcohol after leaving the military. I stayed on a roller coaster of rock bottoms, recoveries and relapses until finally, in the winter of 2022, I found my way out of the cycle by connecting with people like you. After kissing alcohol goodbye, my goal is to never go back, but I can't do it alone. So let's break up with booze together. With me in the studio, as always, is Al K. Halfrey, my spirit animal for sobriety and former garden cop. What's up, Al? You're looking good. And today we've also opened up the studio to I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye Premium members to listen in and join the conversation live via chat. That's just one of six perks that premium members get for only $6 a month to learn about all the benefits and join the other OG listeners who are already enjoying their benefits. Follow the link to supercast.com that's in the show notes. Regardless of whether you join or not, thanks for listening. And now let's get to it. Katie, welcome to the show. And thanks so much for taking the time after moving and doing a good morning America interview and all kinds of crazy stuff to share your story with us. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. I know we've been trying to get this on the books and I'm really glad that we were able to do it. I think your personal story is so important and the community that you're trying to build around that and around others around you going through the same things is such a great thing. And so I'm, I'm honored to be on your show. Um, I think as far as me, I've struggled to find a way to introduce myself here um, because I'm like, do I describe myself as a farmer? Am I an athlete? Am I a creator? And I'm learning I don't have to define myself by one thing. And uh, that's been helpful. So I guess I'm just going to kind of tell you my story from the past few years and kind of what has led me, led me to this spot here with you today. So at the end of 2021, I was just in a really bad place mentally. Um, I was really struggling with depression. I think a lot of people were struggling, um, you know, the first couple of years of the pandemic. And I think it made certain hurts and feelings worse for some people. It brought them back out from the depths. Some people experienced um, this sort of depression and exhaustion for the first time. And it was a hard time for a lot of people. Um, for me personally, I was dealing with some trauma and previous grief um, that I had not yet dealt with. And I was also feeling very unwell physically. You know, about a decade ago, I weighed nearly 400 pounds and I had lost 200 pounds or so and kind of gained back, you know, over a hundred pounds, like so many people do who, um, go through that. And, you know, in 2021, instead of being able to acknowledge all the things that I was facing mentally and all the things that I was going through, I was really hyper-focused on my weight and I, I made it into my entire identity. 
basically. And, you know, I was just thinking, I'm not good enough anymore. I'll never feel better. I'll never do the things that I want to do. It got pretty dark. And even though I've struggled with depression on and off throughout my life, it was a dark place. Um, in November of 2021, I went back to the doctor, which I didn't want to do. <laughs> um, I had a lot of shame and also I just a lot of anxiety around doing pretty much anything. And my hypertension, high blood pressure had returned and I felt like this is the final nail in the coffin. I was like, I'm just worthless, which is ridiculous um, because it has nothing to do with my worth. But as I think so many people can understand, you know, when you're living in a dark place, it is hard to see things for what they are. You know, I think depression, I always say depression lies and it paints this image um, of you to yourself that is just not accurate. By some miracle, some blessing, I woke up one day and I had this epiphany that I was trying to chase this old version of myself. I was setting goals for myself that I would have been setting 10 years ago. And when I couldn't accomplish them, you know, day one, I was like, it was cementing to me, you know, my value. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to meet myself where I'm at. And for me, the first goal I made was brushing my hair every day. And then I decided I'm going to do 10 minutes of intentional movement every day. And as I slowly started to do those small things, which were big things at the time, I started to gain some confidence back and I started to realize, well, I can do things. And that was kind of where the 22 hard things in 2022 was born and um, what I've kind of connected with people over the past year. You know, I had said, Katie, you can train for a triathlon once you reach the certain weight again, or you can go back to the doctor when you can show you've lost weight, or you can sew and bake and make a plan for your farm once you've focused on diet for a while. And, uh, you know, none of those things ever made me feel better. They never made me feel good or happy or strong. And I realized that I can just slowly start doing these things. And I don't have to be the person I was 10 years ago. Um, I can make room for new experiences and new joy now. And so that's what I've been doing, the 22 hard things over this past year. So I should sell the audience that you inspired me. I had signed up to do this short triathlon. I'm wearing the t-shirt for it. But um, when I first got sober, I, I thought, you know, I haven't been doing as much physically as I used to do in the army. And the army made me into a morning person. Like I, I hate getting up early. And um, so I always did it because I had to, and it was good for me. But once that external like forcing function went away, it's been harder for me to get motivated to exercise. So I thought I need to set some intermediate term goal for myself in sobriety. When I stopped drinking in February, I signed up for this. Uh, triathlon that just took place earlier this month in September of 2022. And so when I discovered you on Instagram and started following you, uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to like dedicate this triathlon to Katie. And um, I will tell you, by the way, uh, that when I was started the swim, like I, I didn't really worry about the swim because the swimming is what I enjoy and everything. But I'm telling you, like when I got in that lake and I started to do my stroke, like 
my arms felt like, like, like lead. Like it was this, I have oh. not had this happen to me ever. Yeah. It was so weird. And I had this moment where, you know, in the intro, they're like, well, we'll have some kayaks out there. If you want to grab on, you know, if you can't swim, grab on and they'll tow you in. And like, there was this moment where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it out and back. Like I actually stopped and, and felt down to see if I could still feel the bottom. And, and I was like, no, 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 I can't stop. So I like, I started side stroking. It didn't work. And I was like, so I got on my back and I did like this, like back, like stroke thing for like 400 meters. That was like totally <laughs> awkward and super slow. But you came into my head right then when I was like, no, I can't quit because Katie didn't quit. And so I needed to share that personal vignette with you before I forget. Um, so your Instagram handle is uh, at trying to live like TRI. So you did the, you've done some triathlons, right? What are some of the other 22 hard things uh, on that list that jump out at you uh, that were your favorites or maybe your least favorites? <laughs> First of all, I want to say the thing about the thing you said about your triathlon, you made it through, like yeah. people are so scared of the swim and it's like, you just gotta, you just gotta somehow get forward. doesn't yeah. matter. How. So yep. way to go. Um, Thank you. I think the triathlon honestly has been my favorite thing. It's the thing that I missed the most when I had convinced myself I couldn't do them anymore. And I can't pinpoint exactly why that is. You know, it makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel strong. Swimming and running, there is something chemically happening there. And it changes, you know, and I can't say who I am, but it changes, you know, how I feel. So triathlon, getting back into running, you know, I'm training for a half marathon now. And that is my biggest endurance event on the list for 2022. Aside from that, you know, the list is very diverse and making a perfect loaf of sourdough bread. That was on my list. Okay. Okay. So I'm saying I accomplished it, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. Um, and then I have, you know, so I have things that appear like mundane to people on there. Um, but you know, it's all, all related to my personal experience and things that I wanted to accomplish. And then I think, you know, the hardest one that I have on there is trying to decide what to do with my mom's ashes 20 years after she's been gone. Um, that's probably the hardest one. I have not accomplished that yet, but I tried to just keep in mind what was going to make me happiest over the course of the year and what was going to make me feel the most empowered. Um, okay. So, so happy and empowered. Okay. And, and having, you know, I lost my dad when I was 19 and that was 23 years ago this month. And so I can't imagine that, you know, if he had been cremated, how would I do deal with that? That's a, I, I, yeah, that's a hard thing. Tell me about, in so as I followed your Instagram, I'm not much of it. You told me you're bigger on TikTok than you are on Instagram. Yes, you, I have historic. Yes, that's where I started it. Okay, yes. so <laughs> so you're more of a a TikTok presence than Instagram. Meanwhile, she has like seventy five thousand followers on Instagram. So she's like, <laughs> but like I am most impressed. I think with how you've handled the uh, the trolls and the haters that are out there who apparently have not left the grade school playground. I mean, na I, nasty is not even the right word. It's beyond nasty. And how, tell me about that part, about putting yourself out there, about um, becoming a public figure uh, who is garnering a lot of attention. How have you dealt with that so gracefully? Because your responses to people have been so 
articulate, like you don't take the bait. And I'm just so impressed with that. Tell me about, about how you kind of handle that sort of interaction. That means a lot to me. Almost made me tear up, actually. It is a hard thing, you know? I am never going to be someone, I think, that would say, oh, who cares about the haters? Like, it doesn't affect me, you know? Um, that stuff does affect me. It does uh, hurt me. Um, I've always been a pretty sensitive person. I think what it comes down to for me is that I don't know anyone else's story. Um, I'm not going to allow someone to be on my page and say these awful things to me, but I do for the most part believe in treating people with kindness and treating myself with kindness and standing up for myself. Um, but I don't make an effort to call people out specifically. I just block them. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I don't need, I don't need the, that sort of energy, but I also, you know, want to be kind about things because I don't know what other people are going through. So. Yeah. I, the one that comes to mind, there was just someone that had took this opportunity to tell you, to, to lecture you on how, what you were doing wasn't going to work and anyway, and oh, people who are like you think this, and then they do this and then this happens and here's what you should do. And you were like, you said something along the lines of like, I, I don't understand what the purpose of your comment is and how that's helpful uh, to me or to anyone here. And then they came back at you again and, and you just, you just very, kindly it was kind it is the right word so i would say you hit the target of what you were aiming for at least in that one inter interaction and anybody who watches any of your videos or listens to you for just a couple of minutes here is going to hear uh i think the the heart that you have i just am so impressed with how you you've just kind of said not damn the torpedoes is not the right term it's like i i you're like, hell with it. I'm just going to do this anyway. I'm going to go ahead and put myself out there anyway. And and why was that or originally? Because I know you do a lot of stuff in visual media. And I'm so I hope that's not too direct of a question. What I mean is like, what was kind of like your, your goal or is it to? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. So maybe you tell me. Even in my like deepest throes of depression, I still believed other people could do the hard things. Mm. Like if someone was coming to me and was like, you know, I don't think I could do this. I'm like your number one cheerleader. I'm like, I know they can do it, you know? And I think even when I was like feeling how I was, I think that has been kind of just a part of me. When I decided to share, I originally decided, you know, to do it as a creative outlet for myself. I feel like I'm a creative person and I let a lot of that stuff go by the wayside. And, you know, I started sharing before the 22 hard things. I started sharing when I was still pretty, pretty deep in that dark hole. And at that moment, you know, I was also feeling this loneliness. Like I, you know, I knew in my head, I wasn't the only person going through these things, but there was a little bit of loneliness and being able to connect with people ended up being really good for me. And I think my motive, I guess, or why I share now is a lot of the same, but some different. For every mean, terrible comment I get, there's a thousand messages or comments that are like, I needed this today. Um, and it's not because I'm some special person. You know, it's because I think people can 
relate and you know sharing that publicly for them is not something they want to do but seeing someone else who is going through it is helpful to them and so I think that's why I do it now um and some days it's honestly very difficult um if I'm not in a good headspace but on those days I just take a step back so you've got some good boundaries in place then for and expectations for yourself of not like you have to have this perfect persona on on your TikTok and your Instagram or in your other outlets because I get that sense from some um, digital creators or whatever they want we want to call whatever we are whatever <laughs> yeah. our title is um, that it's like I have to be out there because you know they say as I'm learning about social media and marketing and things that in this age as a podcaster it's like consistency is key like you have to post every day and then I'll look at my Instagram and be like oh my God, I haven't posted a reel in like a week. And so I'm never going to get any reach and all these other things. So, so how do you, how do you deal with that pressure that can come from getting in the public eye or even just sort of the, the, the algorithmic pressures of the current, <laughs> of current times on those days when you feel like you need to take a step back, what are some things that you do to kind of care for yourself? Yeah, I think that's a great question because even if you don't, get into creating content for a business-minded reason, it's very easy to fall victim to the like wanting to reach more people um, and wanting, not that that's a bad thing at all, um, but I mean, I know for sure that, you know, in the beginning, I didn't think about it much. And then, you know, later on, I was like, oh, I wonder why my video didn't get showed, you know, to, to people or, yeah. you know, um, and I would become... A little bit upset about it but thankfully for me um the benefits of sharing have kind of been over all of that i guess for me in my life right now um there are times when i get too many negative comments and i'm just like i'm not going to deal with this for a few days um and or i might get this sounds silly but overwhelmed with positivity like oh messages coming in that I feel like I need to respond to. Yeah. Um, and in those moments, I also have to take a step back um, because I'm a very anxious person. It's yeah. very easy for me to become overwhelmed in a situation. And yeah. so it's really, I'm like, okay, I have to reconnect with people here um, that I can physically touch and see, you know, um, to remind me that the stuff that I'm sharing on Instagram and the connections that I'm making there are an important part of my journey and my story, but they're just part of it. If that makes sense, you know, yeah. um, our lives are complex and busy in lots of different ways. And so go for a run is what I like to do. <laughs> okay. Along that line, I've got a great question here from one of our premium subscribers and she asks, how did Katie work through the need to be who she was? I'm finding that very difficult. I want to be the athlete I used to be, but starting out slow has been hard. I know that starting will help, but I have a hard time getting out of my head. What can I do to just start? Yeah. Um, and oh my, that's a hard question to <laughs> answer. It reminds me of there's this trail close to me that I used to go run on to like train for my half marathons and my triathlons. And I was going out there like over the course of the past five years, and it was actually upsetting to me because I would try to run or do the things that I was doing before. And 
um, it was making me feel worse somehow because I was like, this is, I use, you know, I could do this. This is my spot. This is where I did this. And so I think start with one thing, but I think creating new experiences, going someplace new, experiencing something new, um, reminding yourself that there's a lot more um, left to experience in the world is definitely a mindset. I think that I had to, I had to take. And then, like I just said before, just setting, setting goals that I knew I could accomplish because once you start accomplishing those goals, you're like, okay, I can do the next thing. I can do the next hard thing or the next step up. But part of it is mentally just acknowledging, like I am who I am now and I'm not broken. You know, I'm not a broken person. I am a whole person as I am now. And this is where I'm going to start today. This is what I'm doing today. Well, I have the follow-up question to that actually, which is how do you finish? Well, how, so like the triathlon that I just did, my goal was just to finish. And like, I'm the guy who served in the military for a long time and it was always about doing better. And it was always about increasing, you know, what's your PR? I mean, you know, increasing that performance. And so, I mean, I'm 42, it's not like I'm old. But after being out of the military for several years, it's like, I, and even just from swimming from a couple of years ago, like pre-pandemic to now, like I get in the pool and I've got like, I've got like nothing compared to then. And so how do you find satisfaction in just f- finishing something, even if it was less good in quotes than it was before? Because <laughs> it it's not, I mean, we all just put that meaning yes. on it, but how do you deal with that side on the backside of things um, on the finishing side? <sighs> That's a great question. I think it's because I'm just so excited to finish right now. I don't know. Like I, I just had this like mental shift, I think. Um, and I don't think, you know, I have some big answer to that. I think I'm always reflecting back at like how far I've come, you know, the past year, instead of looking back 10 years ago, I'm like, let's just go back let's just go back a year and see the progress that I've made, you know? Okay. That's perfect. Uh, thank you for that. Cause that's where I, that's what I need to do. I think is I keep laying all these expectations on myself as though I am still an army officer who has to do all these things. And I, and I don't, and in my mind, it's like, well, if I don't keep it up, then it's going to be a slippery slope to, I can't do anything. And then, you know, I, it, it's all going to go away. I don't know and- why we do that to ourselves. Like I I can't comprehend why I was so like hyper-focused on this old version of me because I didn't even be that person. And so it's a very, I'm not, I don't know the psychology behind it, but it's, I don't get it. Well, I'm just glad that I'm not the only person who struggles with that. So thank you for validating that I'm not crazy for living that double life, I guess you could call it (laughs) where I'm like, so some, some Instagram meme or something I saw said, stop cheating on your present with your past because it's like, it's over, let it go. (laughs) Like you you guys, Mm -hmm. you and your past are broken up. So, you know, you need to move on. And I think that spoke to me because the name of the podcast being I kissed alcohol goodbye. I, I talk about uh, my recovery as a breakup and learning how to, uh, I don't know, re- maybe I'm on, maybe I'm rebounding, I guess is, is the term. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll look at, I'll look at my physical fitness as a rebound too, where I need to just start small and just 
start with something and then maybe try something new was something that I took away from what you said too, was like, go to a new area, maybe just find a new thing to do. or Yeah. A new- and I think it's like, why don't, you know, we acknowledge, and I guess I've been doing this subconsciously as well. Like the person I am now, you know, the person 10 years ago hadn't gone through X, Y, Z, you know, um, like, I just feel like we're, I, I try to get out of saying I feel broken or things like that because I'm like, whatever I've gone through, like I am the complete person that I am now, but this person that I am right now has gone through a lot of stuff in the past 10 years. And so the expectation that I'm putting on myself, you know, to be, do the things physically, for instance, that I was 10 years ago, like honestly don't make sense. So it's brilliant. Oh, it's another question. Did you align your 22 hard things with the atomic habits? Are there any books like that, that you've read that have inspired you or any sort of like rubrics that you've, you've tried to align with? I have not read atomic habits. I hear everybody talking about this. I'm just going to go on Amazon, order the damn thing. I think after this. I actually think I own it. Um, I have a very bad problem about buying books, (laughs) letting them like sit. Um, in fact, the other day I used them to prop up my computer. (laughs) Um, I listen to audiobooks a lot. Um, I do read, um, but it's usually mysteries. I didn't align it with anything necessarily. I mean, of course, like over the years, um, things that I've read, things that I've seen therapy that I've experienced, you know, I think, um, I've kind of, I've pulled from different areas to kind of arrive at, you know, where I am. Um, what I was doing basically was approaching it one thing at a time. So I wasn't like adding additional things on. So brush my hair every day. Okay. How long can I get through that? And I didn't have like a set limit on that either, but when I felt like, okay, this is kind of a habit, I'm going to move on to my next thing. So it wasn't even like adding, you know, a bunch of little goals at the same time. It was like one at a time. Okay. One Um, at a time. And that's helpful for me too, because that's where I'm at right now is at just literally just making my bed and, and not even making it well, but just making it. So today I did that and I'm trying to start back there kind of at the ground floor and work my way up from there. So you've encouraged me with that today. I mean, just kind of piggybacking on that. I think people, you know, have reached out to me and they're like, whoa, 22 things, you know, like that's a lot. And I just think it's really important. um, And I try to bring this up regularly that you don't have to do 22 things. You know, I didn't start making this list of 22 things that I wanted to do. I couldn't fathom doing that. You know, I mean, it couldn't have even been in my mind. Um, it really was like, after I had like pulled myself, you know, like out of this dark space that I was able to be excited about that, you know, like doing it, not excited about it. You're not ready. Just do one, one thing, you know, and sometimes one is enough. That's my, that's my take on that. Ah, sometimes, sometimes one is enough. Sorry. I have to write that down. I like that. Okay. Okay. She says, sorry, one more question. (laughs) I find that weekday me is on. I'm very responsible at work and have a schedule to follow, but on the weekends, I can end up wearing the same clothes and sitting on the same couch and not going outside. Do you have any advice for breaking out of the weekend me? So one of the reasons that we started the farm was to live a healthier life um, in a lot of different ways. 
And I feel very blessed that we have the farm because it honestly keeps me pretty scheduled, even on the weekends. And by scheduled, I don't mean like I'm doing this at 9 a.m., I'm doing this at 10 a.m., but there's always something to work on. Um, and of course, I can choose not to do that. But I, when people have asked me this question before, like how to get out of just, I don't know, I guess the weekend slump or just the moments when you don't want to do something. And I don't have an answer for that. And it's hard because you have to balance it with sometimes I do just sit around in my sweats and watch TV, you know, and do those things. It's not like I'm out running the races every day, you know, with yeah. all of these things. Like that's part of my self-care is just sitting around and relaxing. Um, and so I think we put this like pressure on ourselves to perform at every moment. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you need to have a scheduled two days off from like doing hard things or whatnot, but I also think we have to give ourselves a little bit of, a little bit of compassion. And instead of having these big goals for the weekend, you know, maybe it's just one little thing and, uh, then a movie night. That's what I like. Okay. Mystery novels and movie night. Oh, what about when the list isn't fulfilled? Is it okay? Like, say you make the list and you don't get to some things on it. Cause that's similar to what you responded, but a little bit different. Like how, how would you answer to that part of it? I think again, this just, it's so, these are like abstract things, right? Yeah. I had to make this like mental shift basically. Um, and I was like, I created the list, you know, okay. yeah. I made up the list. No one is sitting next to me and saying like, you got to do this list or we're in trouble here. I one put things on the list that I wanted to do that I knew that were going to make me feel better. And people have asked me this question before about pressure from the list. Life is crazy. It's wild. Um, things happen. And I'm not worried about not completing something on the list. I feel like it's not going to define me kind of as I said at the beginning of this episode I'm trying really hard not to define myself by one thing um yeah. I am not you know my biggest accomplishment and I'm not one single failure of something you know um there it is I will close by at this wonderful interview by and you've been phenomenal by the way thank you for taking this barrage of questions from us and for taking the time out of what has been a crazy summer. And as we transition into fall, I hope that you will get a chance to rest and relax at some point from all of the hard things that you've been doing, including moving, which is on like the top five most, you know, like stressful things that you can do. I wish and I would have known to put that on my list. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it was extra credit. Um, what I will ask you is if, and it's kind of a hard question, maybe, but don't feel like you have to have this grandiose answer. If let's say that you had 30 seconds left to uh, in your life to say one more thing to the world, like you only had 30 seconds of TikTok time left, or you only had a 30 second reel. Uh, and then the algorithm was going to cut you off and say, this is the last one that we're going to run. What would you say to the world as a piece of inspiration or advice or just a comment or any, anything like that? I think I would say that you are strong, capable, and worthy, just as you are, and you can do hard things. I think there that's basically sums it up. I'm so 
in awe when I meet someone who says, oh, here it is. Boom. And like in 10 words, you can say it. I love it. It was perfect. So thank you again, Katie, so much for taking time to uh, share life with us and share these words of encouragement. Please keep doing hard things, but please keep taking care of yourself the most, because I think that's the most important thing that you've done that I've taken away from um, not just your public persona uh, that I already kind of saw, like she must be doing some good self-care work behind these reels, but like just in this interview, you know, this idea that like, I'm, I'm good enough now. Yeah, I can set some goals, but it, those goals don't define me and that I, I'm okay how I am now. Thank you for that. That spoke to me today. So as we get ready to uh, say goodbye to season two. Thank you again for being final guest. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. And please keep uh, enjoying that beautiful homestead. Everyone be on the lookout for the season three trailer, which I will have out shortly. And then uh, we will be back towards the end of October or the beginning of November. Until then, Al and I and Katie send you our best sober vibes by saying goodbye alcohol and mwah, hello life. Much love to you all and peace.